Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman with you on a Thursday morning. Still here in Omaha, but how long for that? We don't know. Mississippi State falls to Vanderbilt on Wednesday. 6-3 to three is the final score from TD Ameritrade Park. We'll talk about that in great detail in just a moment. But first, we want to give a shout-out to all of our great listeners who have been making our podcast so special for us lately. We do appreciate that, especially our great servicemen and women throughout this world who are taking care of us behind the scenes. We don't even see them out there. They're just the the, the – what's the word? Silent warriors in the night. That's where I was going with that, basically. Good job, Joel. That's why you're the writer. And the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And, of course, thank our sponsor, our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, who, as this summer begins to heat up, that's the place you're going to want to go for ice cream, for frozen drinks. And then whenever it is cool, you always head back in there for their great selection of coffees. Make sure you're brewing it forward, too. Joel and I brew it forward. You should, too. Take care of somebody, whoever you want to. Should Mississippi State be defeated at any point in the next, I guess, three days, you know, we'll be headed back to Starkville. Yeah. And uh, I can find solace in the fact that I will return to Strange Brew Coffee House. And I can find solace in the fact that also I'll be home for Cal T's birthday. So there's that too. But there's lots of things to look forward to. I've chosen to look at the bright side of either direction that this thing goes. Very smart. Yes, Mississippi State drops the winner's bracket game against uh, Vanderbilt. Now moves into a loser's bracket game, 7 o'clock tonight as you're listening, uh, against Louisville. Mississippi State will put freshman JT Ginn on the mound. Uh, he will face off against Louisville's Nick Bennett. Some quick stats on Bennett, 7-3 and three on the season. Uh, 4.4 uh, ERA, 1.41 whip. Teams are batting 256 against him. So this is a guy that teams have been able to hit this year, giving up just about a hit per inning, averaging about a strikeout per inning. Also has given up uh, 30 walks. In that time, so you know that's like I said, his whip is basically you're getting a a hit and a walk every inning, or half a walk every inning, I guess. Um, Talking to some people about Louisville, they all agree that this is you know this Cardinal team is is sort of they've they've reached the pitching depleted point. I don't think State's there yet. Other than Ethan Small and Keegan James, there's not a person who couldn't go for Mississippi State tomorrow if need be. Correct? Yeah. I think that that's uh, – I mean, you can throw Peyton Plumlee in that bunch. Yeah, too. I guess so, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have pitched anyway. But, um, I, yeah, I think State's fine for tomorrow. And quite frankly, with what this State team has done last year and this year, it'd probably shock me if State just bows out tomorrow. They're just not – it seems like they're the type of team that's just going to – fight scratch claw do whatever to to make this thing interesting before all said and done so i really feel like state will bounce back and and beat louisville tonight i mean it's baseball you never know it's one game but i I think jt ginn especially if he's feeling all right and i think he is um because out there and gives you a pretty good outing or i feel like state's bats will will be able to get to to bennett and i I just think that it's probably going to be a good night for mississippi state if you just made me guess um right now I'm interested to see what JT Ginn does tonight. Yeah. I talked to him again. Uh, I talked to him after Sunday night's game, and I know that none of y'all care about this kind of stuff, but for story purposes and my writing purposes, boy, am I glad I talked to him after Sunday night's game. Yeah. Because he was very happy, chatty, whatever, after Sunday's game, gave me plenty. And uh, talked to him after tonight's, or after, excuse me, after Wednesday's game, just to kind of get more of a recent quote, kind of, you know, you're going to be out there now with, team's back on the line kind of thing what's your thoughts on that type deal he was not chatty whatsoever after the game tonight i don't know if he was locked in i don't know if he was pissed off 
Is that one? Is that one for me? That counts. Ticked off. I can't. Change, I can't take it back. Take, take it back. Point. Yeah. I, I don't know what the case was with him, but he was not in a good mood. Uh, maybe he was already getting zeroed in on this star tonight. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how this goes for him. Um, he, he really seemed to be in the zone for whatever reason, whether it was anger, whether it was just getting ready um, a- after the loss to Vandy. Um, but I, I like State's chances, and like you said, with JT, I think you know State is not pitching depleted. Jared Lebelt should be good to go. Cole Gordon should be good to go if needed. Um, and then Colby just, White only threw one. Colby batter, White so he's should good. be good to go. Uh, I mean, State from a pitching standpoint is fine. Uh, you know, and, and several of those guys, be it a Cole Gordon or be it a Jared Lebelt, can give you several innings. So no matter what happens tonight, I think State's fine from a pitching standpoint. You hate to look ahead, but you can't help but look ahead just a little bit. You know, you, you mentioned that you thought State would be in, at the pitching depleted point yet. If they were going to get there, it would be that, I guess, first game against Vanderbilt on Friday because Chris Lamonis has said he does not feel comfortable with going back to Ethan Small on Friday. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just so a minute. So we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but yeah, I think for tonight's purposes – I think State's in good shape, and as you've seen the last couple of years, this team does not go down without a fight. So it would shock me if they if they did so tonight. Let's, let's take a step back, though, for a moment and talk about the, the game on Wednesday against Vanderbilt. What went wrong for Mississippi State? Well, I mean, start off, you, you know, you tip your head a little bit to Kumar Rocker, who yeah. had a pretty darn good day. Um, you know, he was not the guy that no-hit Duke a week prior, but – he was still really, really good. And, you know, I, I saw some social media angst about State's patience or lack thereof and things, but State only struck out six times, you know, in six innings, six yeah. time inning, which is against a guy like that, it's not that awful. Yeah, he struck out 19 pretty yeah, Exactly. Week. But I went down uh, from the press box for an inning or two in the middle of the game, and, and for some of that time I sat, uh, I stood in right field and, and just – I've got to where I like watching an inning or two from the stands. I, I kind of do that every game now. Yeah. But anyway, I, I stood behind home plate there for part of the time when State was batting. I want to say it was the bottom of the fifth. And just the movement on Rocker stuff, man, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, he'll be a top five pick <laughs> when Yeah, time he's, he's really good. So if you want to criticize a State player for swinging at a bad slider or something like that, you step in the box against that. I mean, that's that's tough. And so, anyway, I guess Vandy's, you know, key to victory came with him holding State down and holding this lineup down. Um, You can't help but wonder, and this is not to pick on Tanner Allen. He, to the moment, um, he he was trying to get an out somewhere. You can't help but wonder how this game might have gone differently if in a 2-0 game with the bases loaded, is that right, and one out? Yeah, yeah. Tapper to Tanner Allen, he went to second and got the out, and no one was covering first. If you get a double play there, it ends the inning. And and I think he had a chance for that had he come home and then maybe do the, you know, three, two, three double play right. kind of deal. And, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you never know the answer to that question. But I think the right play there is to go to the plate. His, his momentum was kind of taking him that way anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and also, he, had he done that, he might have got – been able to get back to first and make a double play there and then you don't have the following batter jack a three-run bomb maybe I mean, you just would like to see how that game would have gone differently had allen thrown home and things that's not to blame tanner allen at all let me let this, me ask but. you because you play baseball and i didn't where's the talk me through some of the mistakes here the ball sit there where should he go i think in that his momentum's carrying him towards the plate 
So if you're only going to get one out there, mm-hmm. the, that's the one to it's get. It's got to be get the, the run. You have to stop okay. the run from scoring. If you're going to go to second, who has to cover first? Uh, pitcher. I mean, pitcher should be breaking towards first, you right. know, if the first baseman has to field the ball. So it should have been a 3-6-1 double play. Yeah. But there was nobody on first. No one was coming. So what's the bigger brain fart? <sighs> well, the thing is, I don't think that had anyone been – I don't know that if anyone was covering first, if they would have gotten – I can't remember. You know, can you remember if that was going to be a – if there was going to oh, be a I thought, first, I thought if they're, 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 they had time to get the relay, yeah. I mean, to me there – if you're asking me to rank the brain farts, it's the fact that no one covered first. Like it's the fact that the pitcher did not break towards first. So uh, there again, I don't know that this impacts the outcome of the game or not. I mean, if you get a double play there, it obviously would have because that keeps what three more runs off the board, right? And you know, you lost by three. So well, four. Yeah, maybe so. Keeps uh, four runs off the board because they, because they the score, other one didn't score. They score on that play, they, and, and then, then they got you, a three run home run. You're yeah. Right. And I mean, you can't play the. Then you're winning three two. Maybe you know, you just situations with score. You just never know. But I don't know. It's it's the thing, man. In baseball, one play, one grounder, one decision is sometimes what wins or loses you a ball game. And I don't know that that was, you know, the deciding factor of the game. But it was definitely one of the major factors of the game. And you know, maybe if he does come home, get the double play that way. Maybe Peyton Plumley covers first. you get the double play that way. I, I don't know, man. It's you'd like to replay it and see what would happen in that instance, but you can't. Right. <laughs> so, um, but that was a humongous moment of the game. I mean, there were other, I guess, moments too. State had first and second and just one out in the first inning. They had a chance to strike first against Kumar Rocker. They had a chance to put Vandy on their heels, and then you get what a strikeout and a pop up. If I remember I right, right, in the first yeah. inning. Um, I mean, there were multiple other moments in that game that you look at and say, hey, if this had turned out differently, uh, Jordan Westberg, two-out double at one point, and, uh, you know, Tanner wasn't able to knock him home. You know, he, there were several other instances in the game where things could have happened to make, you know, for a different outcome, different situations. And, he, you know, kudos to Vandy, too. You know, Stephen Scott, Stephen Scott, and his name. Yeah, that's his name. Jack's a couple homers, and they got a really good lineup. Too, uh, you know, the biggest factor of the of the night is Vandy is a darn good baseball team. Bottom line, no, no doubt about that. What's wrong with State's bats? This is two games in a row, and really, when you look at the postseason, when you take the SEC tournament and these two games against SEC teams into account, it's really stark the difference in runs and hits between those games and the non conference games. I, mean, I agree. I think that the first thing that you look at is. You know, look, you played Auburn the other night. You faced Jack Owen, and I know Owen's been hurt a little bit, but first half of the season, Jack Owen may have been the best pitcher in SEC. He had like a .70 ERA, like halfway through the year. He was really, really, really good. So you ran into a really good pitcher. Uh, you ran into Kumar Rocker. on You ran into another really good pitcher. And I know he's Vandy's number two, but he would be a lot of teams' number one. You know, you've ran into a couple of – just really good pitchers in the College World Series. And, you know, you, you look back a little bit, um, State hit the ball okay, you know, and, and super regional player, right? And, and, and right. regional, I mean. But that's my point, though, is it was against non-SEC, non-SEC teams. teams. Now, yeah. maybe that bodes well for today playing Louisville, but, you know, you got two more with Vanderbilt coming. Yeah. Yeah, and and make no mistake about it. I sat here on this show yesterday, and, and you and I talked, and – Look, I don't think State can do this. 
You know, I, I'm not trying to write them off. You know, this is a team that I will never write off after what I saw last year in Tallahassee and in Nashville and, heck, last year, the entire last half of last season. You know, I will never write this team completely off. But I will say that if if you're asking me to be completely objective and take my heart out of it and just sit here and, as a sports writer and as a guy that likes sports and watches sports, take away any affiliation whatsoever, do do I think State has a good chance to do this? No. I just, I mean, it's it's a really it's big a, hill to it's climb. It's a humongous hill to climb. No question um, about that. So, I, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you're, you're right. They're going to have to hit an SEC team, a good SEC team against good SEC pitching. You know, Twice. I'll be interested to see. I, I guess Vandy, you know, would would go with their number three guy on. on well, Friday I thought Raby was a number three guy, and they brought him in in relief today, and State touched him. Yeah. So that would be, um, you know, if you're looking ahead, that's good news the way that that happened. And you'd have to think, though, if State gets past Louisville today and they get past Vandy on Friday, that Drake Fellows is probably getting the ball again for, Gotta for, be, for right? Vandy on Saturday, who State couldn't touch in the SEC tournament. So I, I just, when you play this out, I mean, it's baseball. You know, they can win three in a row against really good competition. But, man, I, I, it is a tough tough road to hoe and i will say this if state does it you know i i with the momentum that would bring and they're now whoever gets through this bracket's either going to be facing texas tech or michigan in the national final right you know you, you feel like that's a team that you could beat if you can get there granted your pitching may be messed up at that point because i would guess at this point if you get to saturday and I know you want to talk about this at some point. I keep bringing it up, I guess. But Ethan Small is going to pitch on Saturday, I would guess, since Lamonis doesn't feel comfortable with him on Friday. I guess that makes Friday probably a, a Brandon Smith start, you would guess? Probably. I mean, he didn't say that, but who else are you going to throw out there? Yeah. And that would make Saturday an Ethan Small start. Um, and, and in that point, at that juncture, let's say you'd win all that. Ethan Small may not even be available for the national championship series, which would be incredible. And, and does does it make you second guess the decision to pitch him in the first game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To, you? You if to. you're only going to pitch him twice, I mean, you, I know you have you, to pitch him against Vanderbilt twice. You have to. You need. You have to win that first game. I get right. it, but I, I, I don't know. Did, should you have looked, is, should you have looked at Auburn as? Should you have played it like this? Even though Vanderbilt's the higher seed, you should have looked at it as like, okay, we're the top seed and Auburn's the four seed, and we have to. If we can't beat them with Plumley, who are we going to beat? Vanderbilt with Plumley. Yeah, we got to pitch Plumley here and let Small get on Vanderbilt. I mean, worst case scenario, let's say you lost to Auburn with Plumley, mm-hmm. then you had Ethan Small today in an elimination game, and you feel good about winning that game. You'd right. be one and one. You're right where you are right now. You're in the same spot. Yeah, you're in the exact same spot. So, so yeah. I mean, I think that you can kind of look at it and and second guess a little bit. You know, that's not to say it was the wrong decision. I don't, I don't know right, wrong, whatever. But yeah, you can sure as heck second guess it because, like we said, now you're in a spot where Ethan Small may pitch one more time in the College World Series, assuming you're alive for him to do so, right. and that's it. And then you get into a national final, and you're going to have to. I mean, look, I guess Peyton Plumley's going to have to come back on what? If you get to the national final, he's going to come back on five days rest, right? Yeah. Um, and pitch game one. I mean, y- your pitching is a little bit messed up if you get to the national final at this point. Let's let's look at the small decision. Do you agree with it not going with him on Friday? 
because he's about to go into the majors where you're going to be pitching on four or five days rest all the time. Or is it just I, – I, here's what I get is that – and this, this might upset some people, but if you want to recruit elite pitchers, yeah. you cannot ruin elite pitchers. You gotta. You, you just have to play the cautious game. That's why they've been cautious with Ginn this year, and now they're gonna have to be cautious with Small. And maybe it costs you a shot at a national title this year, but long term, it's the right decision. Truthfully, I kind of like Ethan going on Saturday. Well, because you, you, you know you ha, you know that at some point Brandon Smith and my guess is Cole Gordon in long relief State will probably do everything they can tomorrow to not pitch Cole Gordon. To give him a chance to maybe you know come in in like the third or fourth inning, maybe play it sort of similar to the way they did in 2013. Let Fitz get the run through, and then take over with Ross Mitchell and those guys. You could see that Brandon Smith gets you a turn through the order, and then you turn it over to Cole Gordon, and then you try to close it out with White and Lee Bell. Yeah, at this point, and that's where I'm playing this from. I'm, I'm not playing this. I'm not doing the 2020 game. I'm doing this from right here, right now. I like Ethan Small pitching on Saturday. Because you're going to have to beat Vandy with Brandon Smith in the bullpen one of those games anyway. I think you would rather try that on Friday when you're not facing Drake Fellows. And I'm assu- I'm doing some assuming here, assuming that Vandy's starting Drake Fellows on Saturday and assuming they're starting a number three guy or maybe a midweek guy on Friday kind right. of deal. So I think you would rather Ethan Small go head up with Drake Fellows on Saturday and and try and win that bullpen game, the first game, against right. Andy's number three or midweek guy Who, or whoever. Again, you saw – if it was, I don't know if it's going to be Raby or Mason Hickman. Now, Hickman's been really, really good for them this year. But whoever it is, you know, you, you were able to get to them a little bit. I mean, you didn't do good against their closer, Tyler uh, – Brown. Brown? Is it Brown? I think that's right. I don't have it in front of me. Well, actually, I take it back. I do have it in front of me. I got the box score pulled up right here. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I got the tats on his arm. Yeah, Brown. Tyler Brown. Yeah. That's his 16th save of the year, by the way. Tremendous reliever for them. He's got a really good story, by the way. I don't know if you've ever read. No, don't his, tell me. Adam tell Sparks, me. our friend from the from – the, Your twin uh, brother. Yeah, my twin brother for that, that covers Vanderbilt. But anyway, he wrote a story on Tyler Brown back about a month ago. And uh, Tyler Brown's had to overcome a lot of stuff in his life, just from injuries mm-hmm. to just personal stuff to just yeah. – I don't know. when you If you ever get a chance, go to Adam Sparks' Twitter, at Adam Sparks, and go back and find his Tyler Brown story from about a month ago. But it's a really good story. He's a, he's a kid you kind of want to root for. Uh, yeah. I know that you're not rooting for him against well, Mississippi State. He pitched but, really, really well. Uh, but it, you would think, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they'll go back to Raby or if they'll go to Hickman or what, but – they they have you know some options there, but you you were able to get to those guys a little bit. So we'll see if uh, if you can if that, that if that plays into the decision. But I, I agree that you're going to need Smith to win one. Now I I, I do feel like you're talking about second guessing. You're going to be like you know if you get eliminated and Ethan Small didn't pitch in an elimination game, you know what what how, why did you? Right now the decision to go with Small first is like the biggest is like what's defining this college world series for mississippi state yeah yeah but had he not gone first well I, like you said though you're in the same spot yeah that's true that's true or, or maybe you're not you know maybe, maybe you lose reality, to, maybe you lose to auburn and then maybe ethan goes out there on wednesday or you know today against vandy and, and loses and then you're done i don't know you know you just, it's tough yeah. to play that game well at the same but at the same time you know why you're a little bit better off with the first series let's say you lose to auburn with plumley right but then Small goes today, you've eliminated Louisville. Now Louisville's out of the equation. Instead of having to play them tomorrow in an elimination game, yeah. you're playing probably Auburn 
And that's a better situation for you. So this is just, this is like we talked about it all this week. This is the these are the questions that get answered when you lose games because if you'd won this game, nobody you're in perfect position. Ginn's going to go on Friday to to knock them out and move forward. And if, if worst comes to worst, we'll throw small out there on Saturday. But nobody's worried about Friday because you, you have the the wiggle room and you have JT Ginn. Now he's going tomorrow. It's today. so tough, and, and and I know that it comes with the territory. But a lot of people will, and, and you and I are sitting here building a podcast around. It, I guess a lot of people will second guess Chris Lamonis, but man, it's just. It is so dang tough, you know? Like, it's not like there's any no-brainer decisions here. I don't think it's a no-brainer, you know, to start Ethan Small or not start Ethan Small in that opening game. Either way you go, you know, it's it's tough. And you have to stay in the winner's bracket, and all these teams in, in, you know, in the College World Series can beat you. So I think you just go with your best guy in the first game, and that's what Chris Amonis did. I actually don't have a problem at all with that. You know, hindsight being what it is – I can sit here and say, yeah, well, maybe he shouldn't have. But coming into the College World Series, I have no problem with pitching your best guy in the first game because, in theory, and I know this isn't the case, these are the eight best teams left in the country, you know? I mean, I I understand that Auburn's probably not really one of the eight best teams in the country, but they made it here. So they're they're good. They can definitely beat you. Heck, they they won the Ethan small start in Starfield. Now, Ethan did pretty well against them. Um, So it wasn't really his fault, but – I'm just saying, I understand completely Chris Lamonis and his decision coming into this thing to start his best pitcher in the first game and try and stay in the winner's bracket of this thing. I, I get it. And and Peyton Plumley too, there's nothing wrong with him going in game two. He's been darn good, too. Statistically, the last, what, three or four starts, he's probably been just as good as Ethan. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard for me to criticize really what's happened. Um, I know that makes for good pod if, if one of us was to sit here and say, oh, Chris Lamonis, he made the wrong choice. Well, <laughs> I don't know that he did. I, I just think that he ran into a darn good Vanderbilt team today. That yeah. darn good Vanderbilt team beat him, and now you're in a heck of a mess the rest of the week. And in reality, we can say what we want. I don't know that pitching is the reason you've lost these games. You lost this game. I mean, six runs is not a whole ton in the college world. State's inability to get clutch hits. They're leaving guys on base. Six That's, runs is a lot when you're facing Kumar Rocker. I, I guess I'll grant you that, but... State had some opportunities to put runs on the or board. I should say six runs a lot when you're facing Vanderbilt. Period. Yeah, yeah. But State had opportunities to put runs on the board and just didn't deliver. Yes. The same way they didn't on Friday night or Sunday night against against Auburn until you got to the end of the game. So State's got to figure out the before anything else. You know, again, I think will take care of itself. You got to get you got to get the bats going. You're not going to win tomorrow two nothing. You're going to have you got to get some runs on the board. You've got to start hitting better. And for whatever reason, that hasn't been happening. And I don't know if it's an approach thing. And I asked Lamonis about that. He said he didn't he didn't have a problem with their approach. I don't know if it's just a mental thing. But this team has got to start hitting the ball better. This was a team that made its money this year hitting. Yeah. And they got they got to find a way to do that. So I mean, I think I kind of made my thoughts known earlier. I think state. Because of the fight that's in them, I don't see them laying down. I don't think this is going to be a situation where State goes quietly. I think State wins against Louisville tonight. And truthfully, if you made me predict, I don't think State gets past Friday. You know, that, yeah, that's, what I, that's what I think happens. If you made me guess right here today, what do you think? The only thing I don't like is I always come back to it. I remember vamping so hard for Dak in his last egg ball. Like Dak Prescott will not allow this team to lose his life. And so when you talk about you know McNamee and Mangum and their they, will to win, I get that. But you know, sometimes you run into a buzzsaw. That's what happened today. I, I, I do agree, though, that, that tomorrow I feel like they're going to, to, to. Here's the deal, and I just said it. Against non-conference teams, 
State's been great all season long. Only yep. lost one time. Yep. Against SEC teams, it's a different story. I thought they've been bad. I mean, I guess technically now they're something like 22 and 14 or something against conference teams, something like that. Yeah. But they haven't been bad. Um, so I think they'll win tomorrow, and then we'll see what happens. I, I don't see them. I'm sort of with you. If small were going, I, I might change my mind. Oh, if it was small against Vandy's number three or maybe I'd feel we, good. Yeah, yeah, I'd be with State all the way on that but, one. But right now, yeah, it's going to be – State's going to have to score a lot of runs to beat Vandy because I, I think they're going to give up runs. So now you know. Here's the thing, and we talked about. You know, we didn't really talk about Keegan James, but he he did a great job today coming in and holding the game for Mississippi State and giving them a chance to cut into the lead. And probably his best pitching performance of the season. There's always a possibility that Brandon Smith could go out there and you know give you six quality innings and keep Vanderbilt all at bay, and you're able to turn it over to the bullpen and give your chance itself a chance to win. And that's very possible in the postseason. You never know what's going to happen. And I tell you what, man, you feel like that if State does beat Louisville today and if Brandon Smith does have the game of his life or the bats just, you know, hit whoever Vandy throws or whatever, anyway, whatever happens, you feel like if State gets past Louisville and then gets past Vandy on Friday and then you get into that winner-take-all situation on Saturday to get to the national final, whoo, I'd hate to be facing Ethan Small on Saturday if I was Vanderbilt. I, I just – you get the feeling that if State can get to Saturday – and give Ethan the ball, and it's here you go, Ethan. If you win, we play for the national championship. My money's on state if this thing gets to a Saturday and Ethan's got the ball. Maybe that's a little bit of my roots coming out of me, and maybe somebody can say that's the homer in you, Joel. Maybe it is. I, I don't I don't know. But I do feel like if state can get past Louisville tonight, if the bullpen and Brandon Smith and, and we're doing some assuming there. He didn't say Brandon Smith was starting on Friday, but you have to guess that it is. That's that you got to guess. Yeah. Um, if they get past those two and get to Saturday, my money's on Ethan Small to get state to the national finals. That would be that would be a hell of a story. We'll I mean, see if it happens. And on a team that's had a, I'll use your word here and give me my second one. Since, but not, no, I'm not going to give my second one. But I'm quoting you there. In a team that's been full of a hell of a lot of hell of a stories the mm-hmm. last two years, that would be the biggest one. It'd be the biggest one, maybe. Maybe the biggest one was last. You know, this team, man, I'm never going to fully count them out. Right and until so, it's over, it's not. If over. they get there to Saturday, they're winning Saturday. That's just. It was kind of like last year, Tallahassee after the after McNamee had that walk off mm-hmm. deal. It was just kind of like. All right, if they win one more and kind of get themselves to the championship round, they're winning this whole thing. And yeah. I'm sure, lo and behold, they did. And yeah. I just kind of feel like that about this about this College World Series. If they can get to that Saturday to where they're one win away and Ethan's got the ball, I'm not – I think I've said it now about five times, but I'm not betting against them at all. We'll see. Got to get past Louisville tomorrow, though. That's, the, that's the, how this all is going to start. So Today. we'll see. Today, that's right. So we'll see how it goes. All right, we'll be back with one more podcast from Omaha one way or the other. Uh, and then we may be on the road, or we may be staying here for a few more days or through the duration. We have, we have yet to find out. That story has not been written yet, but we'll be the here The only with thing you. for sure about Thunder and Lightning? Is that nothing's for sure. You got that right. All right, talk to you guys tomorrow. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk 
Mississippi Media Production.